Seven Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. And in today's show, I am back. Apologies for canceling Tuesday's show. If you saw the Twitter, I had to cancel it because I was very, very busy. But I'm back here again, back on schedule and ready to do a double episode today to make it up to you guys. Very, very, very sorry about having to cancel on Tuesday. I don't like to do that. Don't like to miss schedule. I've prided myself on keeping the schedule right for all the seasons so far. And that's what I'll be doing for the rest of the season as well. But I just got incredibly stacked up with a ton of stuff to do. And there was just no possible way I could have recorded the show on Tuesday. So today... There's going to be a double episode. We got news, injuries, reaction, talking about injuries, uh, reactions, waiver wire, big questions, starter sit, booms, and busts. There's a ton. We're catching up and getting back to speed. So let's get into it. Let's get started. You can follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF, at SGF pod for the podcast, all of that. Second goal fantasy at gmail.com. You can send your fantasy questions. Let's talk news. 1 piece of news about uh trades. The Jets obviously they lost Brees Hall for the year. We'll talk about that in a moment in injuries, but they traded for James Robinson for a 6th rounder that could become a 5th. The Jets acquired James Robinson and this changes things big time. Now I think in in uh Jacksonville Travis Etienne is a really really good RB2 and maybe a borderline RB1 and James Robinson now looks like a very solid RB2 as well with the Jets, potentially even a borderline RB1 as well. This improved both of their situations situations i think robinson's going to take over from michael carter pretty quickly and take over what Brees hall was just doing because he's also a very very talented back so it hurts to lose Brees hall of course let's get into that let's talk injury roundup Brees hall torn acl out for the year of course this has the effect we described with james robinson um other than that dk metcalf he is dealing with a patellar tendon issue no timetable for his recovery, so he may miss some time. So, of course, that stinks. That's going to help Tyler Lockett's consistency, though, in the offense, maybe hurting Geno Smith, though, a bit as well. Um, Mike Williams, of course, had an injury that looked bad, really bad, and it's still pretty bad, a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss some time. Now take a look at Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter, of course, in deeper leagues. Amon Ross St. Brown, concussion, so we're going to end up seeing – I mean, he actually apparently didn't suffer a concussion. Like he was ruled out because like the concussion protocols that say, if you show like any sort of like weakness in the head, you're ruled out. So he may be okay to just clear concussion protocols pretty quickly. Um, Other than that, that's pretty much it for notable fantasy news. So, and injuries. So let's hop into the reactions uh, for the week. These are the week seven PPR scoring leaders that we're going to talk about. And let's see what we've got here. So checking out QB to start the quarterback one on the week was Joe Burrow. This guy threw like 350 yards in the first half against Atlanta went nuts. Joe Burrow just has the ability to do these crazy games with his arm and had 481 yards in the game. So he is very startable and he must be started because that upside Daniel Jones. Look at this. Finally can take a victory lap that Daniel Jones is actually a good QB. Or maybe not a good QB, but at least an average QB. Like I've been saying, he's been underrated for so long. And he's finally in the right system, taking the Giants to 6-1. and Good to see. 107 rushing yards. He's good for fantasy and a top-tier streamer in there. Patrick Mahomes, of course, you're starting at all costs. Andy Dalton had a weirdly good game. That's going to be tough to trust. Same with Justin Fields, who's just been too inconsistent to throw in there at times. And other than that, that's pretty much it for the breakouts at QB um, this week. Bus Matt Ryan got benched. The Matt Ryan thinking about starting him era is over because it looks like Sam Ellinger is going to start for this week and the rest of the season. Mac Jones got benched. You were screwed if you started him. Ryan Tannehill, I actually got injured as well. I didn't mention that, but he left that game early, so he hurt you. And then Jared Goff was pretty bad as well. Running backs, 
Another RB1 week in PPR for Austin Eckler. This guy is crazy. Early in the season, of course, people were selling on Austin Eckler like crazy. And I told you to hold. I told you to buy. And he's been going nuts. So obviously hold him. Josh Jacobs, the RB2, had a really, really good game against Houston as predicted. Guys, Kenneth Walker was the RB3. I think he's the real deal. This Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall breakout season that we've seen, although Hall is actually hurt now, has been crazy. And Walker is really, really establishing himself potentially for a larger role when Rashad Penny returns. But for, or I mean, actually, excuse me, he's going to be out for the season. So never mind when Rashad Penny returns next season. But for now, Walker's in the RB1 territory and he has been fantastic. Everything you wished he could be with a lot of big plays. So it's good to see. Aaron Jones had a good week. Ramondre Stevenson continuing to put up some numbers. Love to see that. Eno Benjamin, and then Raheem Mostert. They all had good weeks. Great to see Raheem Mostert having taken over that Dolphins backfield. And that's another one where I was on that from the beginning in terms of the carry workload that I thought Raheem Mostert would take over. Plus, Leonard Fournette has strangely bad game. The Bucs had a terrible game against the Panthers. I think he'll bounce back and get back on track. But it was really, really weird to see how badly he did in seemingly a good matchup. Um, Jeff Wilson wasn't too great. Neither was Christian McCaffrey. That whole situation with McCaffrey getting traded over to San Francisco, which I didn't talk about because I assume uh, most have heard that news at this point is really strange. But of course, now McCaffrey actually tweeted out. I thought McCaffrey was going to be the best RB in fantasy, arguably now that he's in San Francisco. And I still believe that because obviously he didn't get that much work this week, but he's going to be utilized in the ways he can be utilized. I don't think the 49ers are going to decline to use him in the passing game because clearly they acquired him because he has that strength. He's going to be really, really good and just be incredibly efficient in this 49ers offense as all RBs in that offense are. So, yeah. Um, he wasn't too great this week, of course, but he will get really, really good really fast. AJ Dillon is probably no longer startable at this point. And um, I guess Damian Harris actually came back, but just didn't do very much with Ramon. It looks like it's Ramondre Stevenson's backfield, which is good to see um, for Ramondre Stevenson fantasy managers. Wide receivers. This is a weird wide receiving core at the top because there were two players from the same team and two from another team. Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd were the wide receivers one and two. How about Tyler Boyd? coming back and doing great. I mean, this was a great game for all Bengals pass catchers. I think the, like if you had picked all Bengals players for your DFS lineup, I'm pretty sure that lineup would have actually won or, and maybe it actually did win, which is crazy that given how well they did. Um, Nicole Hardman was the wide receiver three. Juju Smith Schuster was the wide receiver four. They both did really, really well for the chiefs in the game against San Francisco. They're going to be a little bit more inconsistent than that, but that's good to see Paris Campbell's a guy you now should be looking for on waiver wires. He had a good week as well. So lots of good weeks of the receiver position for sure uh let's take a look at the bus for the week i mean keenan allen of course has been dealing with injuries he only had a couple catches this week he's been kind of off robert woods has been slow Cortland sutton i think will bounce back but i mean we had a difficult time with the backup qb in the game of course Breck, Rhett ripian um other than that not a ton at wide receiver and then let's talk tight end before we get to the rest of the show George Kittle was the tight end one. Juwan Johnson was the tight end two. This guy finds ways to get in the end zone. Travis Kelsey, of course, no surprise. Pat Fryermuth and David Njoku having some nice weeks as of late as well. Busts, guys, Kyle Pitts is in the bust column again. I'm losing faith on Kyle Pitts. I think it's still worth it to acquire him if you can get him at a really cheap price, but it's not looking too good for him um in terms of being a consistent fantasy option. He had had three receptions for nine yards this week. So it's pretty brutal. Let's do waiver wire, big questions, starter sit, and booms and busts. 
These waiver wire guys are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues currently because this one's being recorded later. Number one, Latavius Murray. I like how he's been splitting carries with Javante Williams. And now with Mike Boone headed to IR, he could actually end up being very, very good as a complimentary option. Paris Campbell's had a ton of catches last week. He might be inconsistent with Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman there, but he's a guy to pick up and we'll just wait and see on his connection with Sam Ellinger. Traylon Burks is actually not rostered in very many leagues. You should pick him up because he still has breakout potential when he returns from turf toe. Chuba Hubbard, I think, is a guy you're not really starting at this point, but a guy to stash because he still did get some work behind Deontay Foreman, although probably was more efficient than he usually will be um, last week, and he probably won't be too great for you in this anemic Panthers offense, but still worth a shot. And then Greg Dolchich has have played a couple games and been pretty good as the Broncos tight end, so a guy to watch out for there as well if you need a tight end. Let's go to big questions. Three big questions. Number one, how power valuable is Isaiah Pacheco now? Obviously, he got the start over Clyde Edwards-Alaire this week, but got eight carries. Clyde Edwards-Alaire got some work too, and this is just going to be brutal. Isaiah Pacheco can't start for you in fantasy. It's too brutal because he's literally just Clyde Edwards-Alaire, except even more inconsistent. The fact that, I mean, he's a good player, but he's not going to get the RB work that you want him to get because the Chiefs just are not we're going to overutilize one RB, and this has made it even more of a committee, so he's not very valuable. Is Darnell Mooney having a resurgence? In a way, he's getting more targets, so he's kind of a high upside play but it really needs to be against a good matchup for you to consider playing him consistently because Justin Fields has been so erratic and just thrown Darnell Mooney the ball a lot, but he hasn't always been able to get those receptions. They haven't always been able to connect. Is Alan Lazard a weekly starter? I actually think so because he's had some good weeks, gotten good target shares and caught most of his passes and gotten some touchdowns as well. And this has been in a time when the Packers offense hasn't even been good. So once Aaron Rodgers is able to, I think, step it up and this Packers offense will kind of regress to the mean in a way, I think Alan Lazard will become even better maybe than he already has been, or at least stay as good. And he is definitely worth a start for most weeks. So let's move on to starter set. Three starter sits. First, it's Deontay Johnson versus the Eagles. I think you're starting him, but you're tempering expectations with, of course, the Steelers' situation where they haven't been able to move the ball very well, and it's against the tough Eagles secondary. Robert Woods versus the tight the Texans. You're probably going to sit Robert Woods. He's just had those like four catch for 20 yard gains pretty consistently. Uh, like risky play if you need one, but he just hasn't been involved as involved as you hoped, even with Traylon Burks out, which is very surprising. And then James Robinson versus the Patriots. Yeah, I think James Robinson should start. I think he'll be involved right away and be get a lot of work. And he's very, very efficient on the ground. So I think the Jets will utilize him like they did Brees Hall and he'll be looking good for you in your fantasy lineup. You should start him. Let's go to booms and busts. Two booms, two busts to wrap up the mega double episode for this week. Raheem Mostert versus the Lions is a boom. He did pretty well last week, caught a few passes, got some good work. I think he's going to gash this Lions defense and the Dolphins will lead in this game and he will just get a ton of work. Terry McLaurin versus the Colts is actually a surprising pick potentially because the Colts have a tough secondary, but him and Taylor Heineke got back on track last week with Carson Wentz now gone or out for the moment. I think Terry McLaurin's got a lot better connection of a connection with Taylor Heineke and he will continue getting the ball and Washington sees how important it is to use him as a focal point in this offense. So he's a surprising boom pick for me this week. And then busts Deontay Foreman versus the Falcons, a surprising one because you see, look, Deontay Foreman got over a hundred yards against the Bucks last week. He should be great against the Falcons. 
I just don't know, though, because the Falcons have been continuing to find ways to win games while the Bucs have just been horrific. I think that came down to a lot of game script. The fact that Deontay Foreman carried the ball 15 times. And despite the Falcons being bad against the run, I don't know if we see that because the Panthers are just not a good football team at this moment. And then Christian Kirk versus the Broncos. They are top against wide receivers, extremely stingy. Always week after week get into these low-scoring dogfights. And it's in London. We know these offenses in the NFL tend to come to London and not start off too hot in very many games. Um, I mean, and so I think in general, like there's going to be London plague combined with facing the Broncos is going to really limit Christian Kirk despite having a good week last week against the Giants. So that wraps up the show. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod, second goal fantasy gmail.com. You can send emails for fantasy questions. Thank you all for tuning in. Apologies again for missing Tuesday's episode. I'll be back next week. Likely have a start sit show this weekend as well. Um, Although I will have no college football broadcast because I do have a debate tournament on that day. So stay tuned, check the Twitter for announcements and updates. Thank you for listening. I'll see you guys next time.